Oh, somebody shout unto the Lord. Come on. Come on, there's a miracle in the house. Come on, there's a miracle. By the sound of your voice. By the sound of your voice. Go ahead and lift up your voice unto the Lord. Somebody shout with a voice of triumph. Somebody shout with the voice of triumph. I've got the victory. I've got the victory. Come on, clap your hands and shout unto the Lord with a voice. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Every hand lifted up, every voice lifted up as we begin to praise God on a Wednesday night. Somebody declare it, I've got the victory. Come on, speak it into the atmosphere. I've got the victory. I've got the victory tonight. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Woo, praise God. Lift up your hands as we minister to the Lord in one body. As we begin to pray unto the King of Kings. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. There's an excitement in the atmosphere. Come on, there's an excitement in the atmosphere. On a Wednesday night, God is the miracle worker tonight. I said God is able to fulfill. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Will you lay your hand on your neighbor as you begin to pray one for another right now? The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost surging in this atmosphere tonight. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. God, do a miracle on my brother. Do a miracle on my sister tonight. God, I pray that you pour out your blessings upon them. Come on, everybody praying, everybody talking to the Lord right now. Plug in to the Holy Ghost. God, help us tonight. God, you are the great physician. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, that's it. Victory. The sound of triumph and the sound of victory. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of Jesus, God Almighty. Woo, praise the Lord. Clap your hands unto the King. Hallelujah. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm happy to be here. Hallelujah. Amen. Teacher was teaching class one day and a new student walked in and fifth grader and nobody knew his name and all the kids were doing work and uh, and uh, he introduced himself and she didn't really know who he was. The class didn't really know who he was. And after a few days, kids were working in the classroom and the new kid came up and he waited after class and he walked up to the teacher he said teacher he said you're my new teacher he said but I got a message from my old teacher 
And she said, what is that? He said, I didn't write it down. He said, I memorized it. She said, well, what's the message? He said, my old teacher said that I'm the best student you got. And uh, I believe God is looking at the church saying, I'm the best God you've got. And I just feel like something rising in me tonight that when I come to church and say, God, I'm going to be the best worshiper you've got. Come on, are there any worshipers in the house? We've got the greatest God. It's not Buddha. It's not Allah. We've got Jesus. Woo! Come on, somebody clap your hands and worship. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a free flow of God's spirit in this place. Amen. If you love the word of God, can you say amen? Amen. Bible says, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. You can be a giant or you can be a midget in God. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. You can be tall, strong, and mighty, or you can be dwarfed, weak, and anemic. But I tell you something. You wouldn't be here if you didn't love the Word of God. I'm preaching to giants tonight. Come on, you heard the song Stomp on the Devil. Ah, I'm reminded of Paul when he said, And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet. I'm preaching to giants tonight. Why don't you just go ahead and praise them like giants praise them? I feel like stomping on something. To That's it, brother. I feel like stomping on depression. Stomping on my past. Stomping on confusion. Oh, hallelujah. God. Amen. Give honor. Amen to this church and your worship on a Wednesday night. You know, it's easy to come Wednesday night and say, man, just another service. But, man, y'all get with it on Wednesday. You know, I found out that if, if we get with it, God gets with it. Man, hallelujah. And uh, I give special honor to Pastor Hood. Amen. I know he's here in spirit. How many love you, Pastor? Clap your hand. Hallelujah. Amen. And I give honor to my pastor, Pastor Ron Erpeldine, Great Falls, Montana. Amen. Wonderful, wonderful man. Amen. So thankful that I got somebody to be submitted under. Amen. Going to the book of Proverbs, chapter 7, verse 6, I want to, amen, unload a burden on my heart tonight. And I pray that everybody can be blessed by the word of the Lord tonight. Amen. Uh, I want to say how thankful I am to all of you. Amen. And how proud I am of these young ladies, young men. Amen. And uh, worldly brothers showed up early. Praise God. And man, I said, that's, that's good. Came to the house of God. We was, we was here early. And Amen. They were setting up and people praying and and uh, definitely proud of 
Brother Mark Brizuela and Brother Jonathan Thomas. And, and man, they stand for God and their passion and all these these children, man, living for God and uh, Amen. Well, it's been it's been a while. We're, we're coming in almost ten years, knowing one another. Praise God, and being coming to this church, and, and uh, I'm just blessed tonight. Praise God. Proverbs chapter seven and verse six says, "For at the window of my house, I look through my casement." And beheld among the simple ones, I discern among the youths a young man void of understanding. Passing through the street near her corner, he was just passing through, mind you. He went the way to her house. And in the twilight, in the evening, in the black and dark night, and behold, there met him a woman with the attire of a harlot, subtle of heart. She's loud and stubborn. Her feet abide not in her house. Now is she without now in the streets and lieth in wait at every corner. Did you catch the writer tonight? He's dealing with a spirit, not just one woman. This woman is out there. She is in the streets and lieth at wait at every. So she caught him, kissed him, with an impudent face said unto him, I have peace offerings with me this day. Have I paid my vows? Therefore came I forth to meet thee diligently to seek thy face, and I have found thee. Praise the Lord. And uh, I've been trying to figure out a title for this message tonight, but maybe throughout the course of this message, we'll figure one out. Amen? Jesus, we thank you for the Holy Ghost. We thank you for your word. Amen. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your anointing. Amen. And everyone said, in Jesus' name, you may be seated. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, amen, deals with the subject. It says, when that which is perfect is come. That means I've got something to look forward to. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. Brother, that means better days are coming my way. Amen. It's, it's amazing to me that in a scripture, a scripture can be three inches wide, but 3,000 feet deep when that which is perfect is come. I'm telling you, Jesus is coming back. And uh, he's not just coming back for anybody or any people. He's coming back for those that have prepared themselves. Those that have showed up to church on Wednesday night. Those that had got up when they didn't feel like it. Those that said, you know, I don't feel like it in body or in spirit, but I'm still getting my stuff together, getting myself together, and I'm going to the house of God. Oh, clap your hands. It's all right on a Wednesday night. Amen. The Bible says that Solomon looked out of his window one night 
And he said, I, I saw uh, a young man. He said, but there was something particular about this young man. He said, I discerned amongst the youths. They were lively. They were active. They were busy. They were restless. And I, I discerned among them a particular young man who was void of understanding. Uh, in this busy, restless world, in this active world, I don't want to be void of understanding. To be void means empty. Praise God. You, 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 you know a check when a check is void. That means it ain't nothing of value inside the check. And I, I don't want to be of no value to God. And I, I don't want to have a, a, a no value to who I am. I want to be worth something to God, and I want to be worth something to myself, and I want to be worth something to my friends and my, come on somebody, I want to be a blessing, not a curse. Amen. Somebody say understanding. Uh, it's going to get better by the end. I know that's kind of a, man, that's a heavy text to read. Uh, but you know, the end of the book always ends good. You just got to let Jesus write your story. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 says, looking unto Jesus. So you got to stop and say, what am I focused on? Am I focused on my past, focused on old offenses, focused on how they hurt me, or I'm going to look unto Jesus? Why? Who is the author? Woo, come on, somebody. Who is the author? Looking unto Jesus, who is the author? He's writing my story. And as long as I'm worshiping God, it's going to be a good story. And as long as I'm praising God, it's going to be a good ending. And as long as I'm worshiping God, my story is going to be blessed. Oh, clap your hands unto the Lord and give God some praise. And so he, he let me take my time here, but I don't want to take all the time because then I'll be infringing upon your time. You know how you all about your time. Amen. I, uh, I got to thinking about a, a, a person. Scratch that it was a young man, a human being that was void of understanding. Well, what is understanding? I mean, a lot of people walk around with degrees, more degrees than a thermometer, but that don't mean they have understanding. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 5. They that seek the Lord understand all things. If Jesus is not the common denominator, my understanding is void. I believe in getting degrees. I believe in getting doctors. I believe in master's degrees, associates. I believe in all of that. But if Jesus is not in the bottom foundation, except the Lord build the house, except the Lord build the house, they, the every swing of the hammer is in vain. Every degree is in vain. I've got to have Jesus. Oh, clap your hands and give God praise. It, it, it amazes me. You get over, get over there in the book of Luke, and the Bible says, I like this, because Martha is having a Bible study in her house. I mean, that's what, if you want to attract Jesus, put some food on and have a Bible study. Jesus will show up. 
If you read the New Testament, he was always showing up to the Bible study. He was teaching the Bible study. He was the Bible study. Hallelujah. And, and Martha was setting up tables. She was setting up plates. She was setting up all types of utensils. And, man, she was picking up after people. And, you know, people can tear your house up. Especially when they got kids. And Martha's picking up after everybody. And Mary was helping her. You know, ain't, ain't nothing like having a little help. Come on, somebody. Amen. You know, it's, 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 it's one thing to clean the church by yourself, but it's another thing when somebody says, I want to help too. I'm already preaching to some folk in the house. I'm not going to let you carry all this stuff in by yourself. I'm not going to let Brother Machado usher by himself. Put me on the usher schedule. And, and uh, you know, she's doing everything, and, and all of a sudden, she looks around, and her main helper, Mary, is not helping her. And she walks in, and the Bible says that Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus. And Martha kept walking in with trays, looking at Mary. And, mm, mm. and Mary just looked at her. I'm learning. Because they that seek the Lord understand all things and Martha come back again and she said hmm, hmm. and Mary looked at her and Martha walked by and dropped a napkin on her shoulder oh excuse me <laughs> if I had a little help and finally she got fed up with it brother and she went to Jesus and she interrupted the Bible study and she said <clears throat> she said uh, Mr. Christ no, I'm just kidding Lord, I don't know what she said. Uh, can I have a word with you? Yes, Martha. What's going on? Um, I've got a lot of things that I need to accomplish, and I'm trying to get done and trying to serve everybody. Can you tell Mary uh, to, to help me? And Jesus looked at her and said, Martha, Martha, you're troubled about many things. He said, you, 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 you got a lot of things crowding your mind. He said, Mary, you ready? Mary hath chosen it's a choice. Mary hath chosen that good part. I'm telling you, if you're going to get everything you can out of God in this life, it's going to be from a choice. And I'm not going to let the world pull on me. I'm not going to let everything pull on me. Amen. I'm going to sit at the feet of Jesus. I want to learn. I want to understand. Because they that seek the Lord, they understand all things. Amen. There's a battle for our time. There's a battle for our attention. There's a battle, brother, for everything that we possess. And the Bible says, they that, you ready? They that, that seek the Lord. Well, what does it mean to seek the Lord? The Hebrew word is bakash. It means to seek. It's the four phases of prayer. Seek God and uh, require God and desire of God. And finally, a man request of God. Say, what does that have to do with everything? It's the four levels of prayer because when I seek God, I'm seeking the things that I need from him from the world. Or rather, the things that I want. Uh, when you pray for a new car, that's, that's something that you want. Ain't nothing wrong with praying for a new car. Amen. He said, it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Is it all right if I teach for a little while? 
he said, if you know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly father give unto they that ask him? And that's why that old famous scripture, ask and you shall receive. That's what he's talking about. When you seek God, you seek God for the things that you want that he gives you from this world. When you require God in prayer, he's talking about seeking God in prayer, getting the things that I want from God from this world. When you require God in prayer, you seek God for the things that you need from this world, from God. The things you need, food and clothing, a place to live. These are necessities. You should never feel bad about praying for necessities. Seek, require, now we get into desire. Desire is the prayers that I get from God that is of God. Things that I can't create on myself like peace and long-suffering. Like, God, oh, you better give me some long-suffering before I choke somebody. That's, that's, those are, that's required. That's, yeah, 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 that's, yeah, we need that from God. But when you get to the final stage of requesting God, it's the type of prayer that says, God, I'm only praying of you, from you, and the only thing I want is you. When you get to that level of prayer, brother, that's the type of prayer that gets the attention of God. When you say, God, I just want to know more about you. I just want to sit at your feet, and I want to learn, because they that seek the Lord understand They that seek the Lord understand all things. See, the problem is, is this young man, he was void of understanding. Uh, maybe he didn't know how to seek God. Amen. Maybe he didn't know how to, how to get the word of God. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 4, I believe it's verse 9, talks about a nation that has the word of God taught to them. And the Bible says they shall be known as a people of understanding. This young man, amen, didn't really have a prayer life. And this young man didn't have a word life, amen. And it was at the appropriate time that something, amen, something took advantage of his voidness of understanding. Praise God. Amen. Matthew chapter 11, verse 29. I'm going somewhere. The Bible says, you ready? Jesus looked at them and said, take my yoke upon you. See, you, you have a choice of what yoke. A yoke was a system. It was a system of, you ready? Amen. Bands, burdens, and beasts. That was the yoke. You had to, you had to get in that yoke, and it was yokes of straps, and you had to be in a yoke with some other beast of burden. And the Bible says that, that Jesus said, I want you to take my yoke upon you. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 9, verse 9 says, Muzzle not the ox that treadeth out the corn. Amen. That ox is symbolic of your pastor. He's already yoked up in the yoke. And what Jesus was saying, you get in the yoke with your pastor. And that's how you learn about Jesus. What are you saying? Count me in for Wednesday night. Count me in for Sunday. Count me in for prayer meeting. I'm yoked in this thing. He said, when you put that yoke on, he said, now you can learn of me. He said, for I am meek 
and I like this next part, I'm lowly. You know what he was saying? I'm attainable. He said, you can reach me. You ever try to text or call somebody and they kept ignoring your calls? You're like, I know they, I know they ain't busy here. The person you've called has not set up their voice bill box yet. But Jesus said, you can reach me. Jesus said, you can, you can reach me. He said, I'm meek and I'm lowly of heart. He said, and you shall find you ready. He said, when you learn of me, he said, you find rest unto your soul. My God. The Greek word for rest is anapausis, where we get our English word pause. It means to stop cessation of motion and to have rest and recreation and recreation. What is he saying? He's saying the way that you're going to find your strength is when you learn how to stop and get in my presence and learn. So I've made up in my mind, this world can keep on going. I'm stopping by the house of God, and I'm stopping in the presence of God, and I want to learn about Jesus. Man, when you study the word, learn, you'll find out that there is something that is symbolic that flows with learning. It's called a candle. Matter of fact, you can drive by old elementary schools and you will see a, a candle sometimes on the, on the old, old semen, the old asphalt, or maybe part of the foundation because a candle has to deal with learning and education. Hallelujah. A candle light has to do with revelation and understanding. And we send our little kids to school so they can learn and their, their minds can expand and they can go and accomplish things in this world and, and go and build another family, build another civilization, and build another generation. But it starts with that, that classroom setting. It starts with that, that candle of education and that candle of revelation. You take a, a small candle and you put it in a dark room all of a sudden. Amen. And it lights the whole room. Why? Because that's the power of light. And that is the power of knowledge. Praise God. And that's why. Watch, watch now. This is why Jesus said, or Paul rather. Amen. I believe it's in Colossians chapter 3 verse 10. Paul said that the new man is renewed. Stop. The new man has to be renewed. You can't just get the Holy Ghost one time, speak in tongues, and let 10 years go by. Brother Diaz, how is the new man renewed? He says the new man is renewed by knowledge. What type of knowledge? Knowledge after him that created him. How do I get knowledge after him that created him? I show up to church on a Wednesday night, and the new man is getting renewed when I'm in the house of God. Oh, clap your hands and give God praise. And I got to hurry up. I got I to gotta hurry up. Now, now, hey amen, you get to the book of Revelation. Somebody say education. education. Somebody say knowledge. knowledge. Somebody say light. Knowledge. Somebody say candle. John is praying in the book of Revelation. He's on an island by himself. He said, I'm going through tribulation. He said, I've been forsaken. He said, I've been living for God. I'm being punished because I'm living for God. Can you believe that? Jesus said, I believe it's in Matthew chapter 16, verse 33. He said, you will suffer great tribulation. He said, but be of good cheer. What are you saying? There's going to be problems. There's going to be days you wake up and your body aches. There's going to be days you get to work and nobody likes you at the job. There's going to be days you're going to have problems at church. But he said, be of good cheer. Don't put your tambourine down. Amen. Come to God and still keep your praise. 
He said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. My God, I like the language of John. Sister Machado, he said, he said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. He said, yeah, I'm going through all these troubles, but I, I, I haven't forgot whose day it is. You see, you get around some people and they think it's doomsday and they think it's the devil's day. John said, no, this is still God's day. Man, I, had a, I had a man ask me one time, he said, he was, I know what he was doing. He, he, was, he was rebuking me because we don't have church on Saturdays. I said, brother, we have church every day. He said, well, what day is God's day? I said, all of them. I said, God made all, and that's why the writer said, this is the day, amen, that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice. I will rejoice. I will rejoice and be glad in this day. You may be seated. Amen. He said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, brother. And what happened was, is he actually got up from prayer. He was walking away from his prayer spot. He was done with prayer. And he said, I heard from behind me a voice like the sound of a great trumpet. Woo. There's some stuff going on where you pray. Uh, I don't know if you pray at the couch. I don't know if you pray at the basement. I don't know if you come to the, but I'm telling you, there's something going on where you pray. There's something good going on where you pray. Amen. Build you a prayer place. Amen. Build you a place of prayer. I might come back to the young man another time. Praise God. Maybe I can combine them together, tie them together like a shoelace. Praise God. But I'm on this learning Christ thing right now. Because he said, they that seek the Lord understand all things, brother. You may not understand what's going on in your finances, but, but, but really you do when you go to pray about it. I'm talking to somebody. You may not understand what's going on in your body right now. Ah, you're feeling those aches and pains and you're feeling your stomach and not and nerves and things that ought not to be there. You may not understand it, but when I get to prayer, everything's all right because I've went to the great. Amen. He said, I heard from behind me a voice, the sound of a great trumpet. Revelation chapter 1, verse 12. I like this. He said, he said I turned to see the voice. That spake with me. You get that? He, I'm going back to the place of prayer. Oh, God knew what he was doing, brother. He, he knew, he knew. Amen. God wants to call you back to your prayer life. God wants to show you some more. God wants to show you some more revelation. God wants to give you some more knowledge. God wants to give you any, some more blessings at the place of prayer. turn to see the voice that spake with me. He said, here we go. You ready? And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. Seven departments of education. Seven different types of revelation. Seven different flames. And he said, and in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks, I saw one. Let me tell you, there's more to learn about Jesus. He was more than just a man. He was more than just a friend. Oh, he's more than just a God. But oh, he'll be your lover when nobody else loves you. He'll be your bread when you're hungry. He'll be your water when you're thirsty. Come on. Amen. 
said, I, I saw seven different flames. One, two, three, four, five, six. Come on up here. Seven. Come on up. Y'all just make a straight line right here. Amen. What did he say? You are the light of the world. Hallelujah. Where did that light come from? That light come from Jesus. This is what happens when I get close to my brothers and my sisters. Amen. I start learning more about Jesus. This is why fellowship is so important. You understand? Amen. It says forsake not the, mm, forsake not the assembly. Why? Because in the midst of those seven golden candlesticks, there's one. Let me, let me just preach to somebody here now, 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 four weeks in a month, uh, two services in a week, two hours for each service, four, eight, 12, 16 hours of church in one month, Monday, eight hour work shift, Tuesday, eight hour work shift in two days, that's 16 hours. If you miss one of those days without calling or showing up, you got some problems at work. But folk will miss church and won't call the pastor and miss three, four days out of the month. I'm just preaching because I'm trying to help somebody get a double blessing. But when you start treating church more important than your work, God will start blessing you more at work. All right. Now y'all going to be my flames. A flame. Come on, give me 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 a flame. Woo, shataboha. All right, all right, all right. Calm down. It's getting hot in here. John said, I, I looked at the first flame. You know what he saw? He saw John chapter 6, verse 35. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He looked at the second flame. You know what he saw? Amen. John chapter 8, verse 12. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Come on, do your flame light. Bread and light. Bread and light. When I'm in the presence of God, I'm getting bread and light. When I'm in my prayer room, I'm getting bread and light. When I'm coming to church, I'm getting bread and light. Come on. Oh, when I, when I worship God, I'm getting bread and light. I'm telling you, brother, you never waste your time sitting at the feet of Jesus, learning about Jesus. Bread, light. Amen, amen. Amen. He looked at the third light, John chapter 10, verse 9. Amen. Jesus said, you ready? I am the door. Oh, man, that means when I get boxed in and I'm in a room full of confusion, chaos, and depression, all of a sudden the door shows up and I step on out. Step out of this thing. Some of you just got to step out of it and say, brother, I, I choose to live in the promised land. I choose to live in a land that, 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 that flows with milk and honey. Bread of life, light of the world. Jesus is the door. He got over to John chapter 10, verse 11, and Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. You know what a shepherd does? A shepherd leads you beside the still waters. 
Oh, my. Amen. A shepherd will lead you by the still waters. Amen. Leads you by the green grass. He said, oh, that old shepherd restoreth my soul. Amen. When I need some things to be restored, amen, I go to the shepherd. Where did John see that at? He saw it at the feet of Jesus. He saw it. Bread of life, light of the world, the door, the shepherd. And then he got over there to John chapter 11, verse 25. Jesus said, he looked at Martha and said, I am the resurrection. You, you know what resurrection does? That brings old dead things and brings them back to life. Hallelujah. Revelation chapter 21, verse 5, Jesus said, Behold, I make all things new. I, I can make everything new. I can make your emotions new. I can make your body new. I can make your nervous system new. Come on. This is what you get when you sit at the feet of Jesus, Mary. Hey, man, this is the education. Mary said, I'm getting the education. I'm not letting everything pull on me. I'm not going to let Martha pull on me. Martha was a type of the world, the necessities of the world. But she said, I'm not going to get my priorities mixed up. I know the dishes need to be washed. I know that there's work that needs to be done. I know I got a day job. But I'm not going to put my day job over church. I'm not going to put my day job over prayer. Amen. John saw that sixth candle. John chapter 14, verse 6. Yeah, this is a triple, but it's a, come on, give me some flame, flame. Come on, give me some, man, you got to jump. Give me some flame, flame. Come on, come on, you got to dance. I need some, I need some triple flame. You say, why is that the triple flame? Because that's where Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Hey. When, there, when I can't seem to find a way, there's a way where there is no way, and that way is Jesus. I'm trying to tell, when you get up in the morning to pray, I'm telling you that is the way. People looking for a way out. Jesus is the way. There's people that are in church still looking for a way. How do I get out of my financial trouble? Go pray. And the way will show you the way. I don't know why I'm on this, but sometimes you get, find yourself in a relationship and you need to know the truth. Just go pray. God knows everything. You know something about God. He'll tell on people too. He got all the way to that last, that last candle. John chapter 15, verse 1. And Jesus said, I am the vine of the new wine. Shut up, oh God. Uh, wine, you know, Paul told Timothy, use a little bit of wine for your stomach's sake. Amen. And, and really what he was saying, a lot of people think, well, man, I, that gives me liberty, brother. Pour up. He's like, hold on, brother. Hold on, brother Daniels. First name, Jack. Hold on, old Kentucky. Look, some of y'all like. Ah. <laughs> Hold on, brother Morgan. Praise God. What Paul was telling Timothy was, Timothy was having throat problems. He was having trouble preaching and praying. 
And when you study wine, you're ready for this. There is ingredients in wine, amen, that can actually, he was dealing with a, a stripped voice. And Paul was telling him, you need to gargle with some wine so you can, it kills the bacteria of your throat. I'm going somewhere right now. And I see people locked up in church. They can't pray. They can't praise God. Amen. And a brother, you know, the brother comes and he lays hands on them. And he's what he, he said, you need to taste of the new wine. And all of a sudden, ah, oh, and with other tongues, amen, stammering lips and another tongue. Shall he speak? I'm telling you, brother, Jesus is the Holy Ghost. Jesus is the new wine. Come on, clap your hands and give God praise. Thank you. Come on, clap your hands and give God some praise. I'm telling somebody, your answer is getting at the feet of Jesus. Amen. Did you know, you ready? He saw seven different candles. Oh, here we go. You ready? When you study education, there's seven different branches of education. There's astronomy. There's ecology. There's biology. There's chemistry. There's psychology. There's physics. And there's geography. John was getting an education that day. What are you talking about? I didn't say astrology. You know, you ever seen somebody that astrology is the weird folks? Like, what sign are you? You know, young men, if somebody ever come up talking about what sign are you? Like, my sign speaking in tongues. Now go on, cancer. Go on, cancer. Astrology is some weird stuff. You don't want to to get in that stuff. But astronomy is a study of the sun, moon, stars, planets, and the galaxies. Let me me give you Revelation chapter 22, verse 16. Jesus looked at John and said, I am the bright and the morning star. Let me give you an astronomy lesson, John. When you get in my presence, uh, I'm the one that makes everything bright. I'm the shining light in your darkness. Uh, I'm, the, uh, I'm the one that lets you see in the midnight hour. Woo. Woo, hallelujah. Amen. John, Jesus one day gave us, amen, uh, Solomon, he gave us a lesson in ecology. Ecology is the study of atmospheres and surroundings and habitats. It's where we get the English word or the Greek word oikos, ecology, rainforests and the deserts and all these surrounding atmosphere, how it affects everything that lives in that atmosphere. Amen. And Solomon, you know, Solomon gave us a lesson on ecology. You know what he said? He said, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 10. He said, you know what? I go my ecology, amen, as I get in the presence of God. He said, the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run in. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Give God praise. Let me tell you something. Mary, Mary was getting a whole lot more than Martha was. You may be seated. Praise God. I'm almost done. You say, what does this have to do with a young man void of understanding? Amen. Because this woman represents everything that is opposite of God. There's a, 
There's a woman out there running in the streets. And she represents everything that opposes God. If you study this woman in Proverbs chapter 7, chapter 8 and verse 9, as I showed you in the introduction of the text, he said this woman is in every street and she lies at every corner. That means everybody's got to deal with this type of woman. And he's not talking about a physical female. He's talking about a spirit that's operating in this world. She looks for those that are void of understanding. She meets them in the way. Bible says he was just passing through, brother. And I'm telling you, people living in this life, man, I'm just trying to get through this thing called life. People just trying to live. People just trying to get a, a good income and make a good living and, and just trying to build a family. Amen. But there's a woman, there's a spirit, there's a demon, there's a devil that wants to destroy your family. Wants to destroy your relationship with God. Wants to destroy your walk with God. Bible says that the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Somebody better hear this preacher on a Wednesday night. Amen. The spirit is looking for those. Amen. That are void of understanding. Bible says he was passing through. Thought he'd take a shortcut. And there met him a woman with the attire of a harlot. Hallelujah. She said, I've been looking for you. The Bible says with her much fair speech and her flattering words, she forced him and she brought him to his house. Amen. And she began to speak words to him. And, amen. Begin to seduce him and bring him in. And the Bible says at the end of this chapter, if you go study it out, the end was the ways of death. Her ways go down to the ways of hell. The spirit of allurement, of seduction that pulls you away from God, pulls you away from the church, pulls you away from your Bible, and God is trying to wake somebody up and says, it's time to conquer this woman. This, this young man represents us, brother. Because we are a generation that's active. We are a generation that's more busy than we've ever been. We are a generation that's just trying to make a shortcut, trying to get home. Amen. We are that young man. And the Bible says this woman begin to come. She's pulling on him. Why don't you come to my house? Come on. And she begins to describe the ointments and the aloes and the aromas that's at her bed. Come on, why don't we take our love until the morning? Amen. Why don't we just spend time together? And why don't we just, just amen. Why don't we just spend time together until love has, has extinguished itself? And all the while, amen, Solomon said that he's going to a trap. He's going to a snare like an ox will go. And he said a dart will strike through his liver. And like a fool going to the correction of the stocks. Let me tell you something. There is a seducing spirit that's trying to pull you away from your prayer life. Trying to pull you away from the church. Trying to pull you away from your walk with God. Amen. I'm almost done. You read some of her words and it makes you tremble. Because Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. But I read in Proverbs chapter 9, you know what this woman said, Brother Jonathan Thomas? She said, yeah, but bread eaten in secret 
is pleasant. The Spirit is offering you another bread other than the bread of life. It's called the bread of death. And she said it comes with a flavoring of pleasure. What are you talking about? I'm talking about this right here. Excuse me, brother. This is her house. Woo! Uh-huh. This is her house. And if you let it, you will begin to eat the bread of pleasure. What did Paul say? In the last days, men shall be lovers of what? More than lovers of what? Oh, there is seducing spirit saying, it's all right for you to spend more time on your phone rather than the word of God. I wish I had a little help in this place right now. Come on, somebody. Come on. I need somebody to help me plow this thing. Come on, I need somebody to yoke up with me. Help me, help me plow this thing. Because, because there is seducing spirits that are trying. She said, bread of deceit. Bread of deception. And Jesus said, there's going to come a day, amen, that the deceitfulness of riches will choke the word of God. What's the word? It's the bread of God. And what you see people today, brother, they're full on the bread of pleasure rather than the bread of life because the allurement of the woman. It's going over. Hallelujah. I get nervous because I see this, I see this polarization. I see Jesus saying, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And I see this woman saying, yeah, but bread of deceit and pleasure is better. Go study it out. What you got as young people today, amen, I'm not just talking about in the church, I'm talking about this generation right now. Amen. Hours upon hours. Amen. Of videos and streaming and gaming. What are they doing? Eating the bread of pleasure. Amen. And all the while, the woman is alluring them to that house. He said, in the end of there, that woman, he said, it's the way to hell in that house. You hear me? People will burn in the lake of fire because of that device we call cell phones. I'm just telling you the truth. I'm helping somebody wake up. He didn't mean to go to her house. He was just trying to pass through. See, see, the problem is, brother, is that I see Jesus saying, I am the light of the world. Walk in the light as he is in the light. Ain't that what he said? You walk in the light, but I see this woman operating in the dark. The Bible says some men love darkness rather than the light because their deeds are evil. And I'm telling you, this woman is a counter. She's a counterfeit. She's the counter opposite of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And it's time that we stand up and say, man, it's time to conquer this woman. I'm, I'm telling you right now. I've, I know people, I tell a lot of people, when they can't get a word from God, I say, put the cell phone down. I'm just a preacher. I'm doing my job right now. Hallelujah. Why? Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2, that the devil is the prince and power of the air, the airwaves, and you got all this stuff. Bible says, ah, uh, Bible says that there's fleshly lust at war against the soul. Fleshly lust. 
He didn't say evil lust, just fleshly lust. But what is it? It wars against your soul. And sometimes people can't get a word from God. Why? Because of the allurement of the woman that's operating at night. Amen. Convincing people that the phone is more important than prayer. That the phone is more important than the word of God. So much so that the the secular world has got to tell us how much time we spend on our phone. Hallelujah. This all right? Man, I got to hurry up, man. Them preachers preach too long. Amen. I'm almost done. I see Jesus saying that I am the door, brother. That's what he said. I'm the door. But I see this woman has a door. You know what a door is? A door is a portal. Jesus said, I'm the portal to get out of your troubles, get out of your pressure, to get out of your depression, to get out of the chaos. He said, I am the portal to get out of all of this stuff. If Jesus is the portal, why does everybody go through the portal of this woman's house? Well, I'm kicking up dust tonight, praise God. The whole world's dealing with this woman. She's at every street. She's on every corner. Amen. She's trying to convince this world. Amen. Hallelujah. It's amazing. You go down the list, brother. And finally, amen, the Bible says, Jesus said, I'm the shepherd. You know what a shepherd is? A shepherd is somebody that leads you. But the Bible says, this woman was leading him. The Bible says, he went after her like an ox that goeth to the slaughter. It was a spirit of leadership. And I'm telling you, brother, everything in that world is leading people today. People don't know how they should be unless they first read the news. And now they can determine their, their spirit and their disposition. I guess, I'm out, I guess I'm supposed to be sad today because this, that, and that's going on. No. The Bible says this is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. What are you preaching? I'm not going to be controlled by the woman in the streets. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Come on, clap your hands unto the Lord right now. Come on, clap your hands unto the Lord. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. What are you saying, brother? I'm saying phones are affecting everybody. Affecting everybody. Young, old. Are you preaching against phones? No, I'm just telling you, you got to get your priorities right, friend. I promise you. Hallelujah. Got to get your priorities right if you're going to live for God. This, this allurement is getting everybody. I'm, 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 I'm a product of my own environment. I know what it's like to get up and, man, you're going to go pray and read. And, man, you thought you might just check something real quick. And all of a sudden, boy, you done sat down and you. And time has went away. Your prayer time is gone. And, and God is saying, hey, 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 there's a woman out there. And her main modus operandi is to lead people to the gates of hell. She said, stolen waters are sweet. 
And there's a spirit out there, brother, rather than you drinking on the wine of God, they want you to drink on stolen waters, waters that are stolen, that belong to God. Hallelujah. See, the world has no problem with this stuff, but, but God says, I'm raising up a people that are dedicated to me, that are devoted to me, a people that have made, made a covenant with me. And yeah, there's, we got to fight this. Amen. You know, the Bible says, there is no temptation such as is common to man. He says, but God is faithful who will with the temptation, you ready, also make a way of escape. Brother, I don't have to be controlled by all of this. I was reading him the story the other day about a, a teacher that she was had a burden for these impoverished kids. And I think her name was Rebecca Wright. She, she decided that she was going to work in this school in an impoverished community. She was raising a good family, good home. And then they had to chain up the fence around the school. It was a bad area, a bad neighborhood. It was drugs and gangs and violence. She would come and visit her father. Her father would tell her, said, you need to be careful over there. There's a lot of danger over there. Why don't you just find a better school and a better location? And she said, Daddy, I just, I want to help and everything's going to be all right. Just, he said, well, why don't you be careful? And he would worry about her. She'd go back to work. And one day she was doing schoolwork. She was doing her studies. And 6.30 had hit and she had heard the clinging lock of the chain as they had chained her in that school. And she realized that she had been so engrossed in her studies that they had locked her in. And she had to get out to get to her car. It was getting dark and this neighborhood and it was going to be a bad thing. And so she got her stuff. All the custodians were gone. Every teachers and the principal and everybody's gone. The school's empty. And she heard that big metal door slam shut and she tried to get out. The fence was too high to, to jump over and try to squeeze through the fence and finally she understood she can climb under that fence and scoot her way and she's dragging and tearing up her clothes and dirt and grit and rocks and finally she gets underneath that fence and she's on her way to her car. She rounds a few corners and all of a sudden there they are, eight gang members. One of them said, man, I think that's a teacher. She looks kind of cute. She can hear them walking, picking up their pace as she tries to walk and pick up her pace finally she's at a full-blown run and they're screaming at her hey stop we want you get over here and she reaches in her purse and she can't feel any keys and she realizes that while she was scooting underneath the fence her keys that fell out of her purse frantically she's digging in her purse maybe for a weapon maybe for some pepper spray and she finds a key in her purse Hurriedly, she gets in, she opens up the car door, she slams it shut, she puts it in the ignition, starts her car, she goes off, they're beating on the windows, and she escapes barely by a thin line. A few days later, she's talking to her father, so embarrassed of telling her story and telling everything and her vulnerability and everything that happened. And she didn't want to tell her daddy, so she kept her mouth shut, and she's about to get off the phone, and her daddy tells her, he said, hey, by the way, while you were here last time, I slipped a key in your purse, an extra key, just in case you ever need it. 
just in case. Just in case you ever need it, I, I got an extra key for you. And, and, and I know I painted a bleak picture, and I know it looks bad, and I know, I know it's affecting this whole world, but I'm telling you, amen, we've got a key tonight. I said we've got a key tonight. And it's the power of God. We've got a key tonight. It's the blessings of God. We've got a key tonight. And that key is called this altar. That's my great escape, brother. Don't let the world pull you into its system. Don't let the world pull you into its world and learn the ways of this world. I've got to learn more about him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I know I've preached and I know I've exceeded my time, but really... Amen. Whose time is it anyway? Amen. I wonder if we can just spend a little time in the prayer room tonight right now. We come to the altar. And I, and I want this to be your prayer, God. I just want more of your grace. I just want more of your grace. I don't want to put anything before you. Come on. Amen. There's a key that God's going to give you when you walk out of here tonight. Amen. He's going to slip an extra key just in case you ever need it. I'm going to slip, I'm going to slip you some, some blessings just in case you ever need them. I'm going to slip you some, some peace. Come on, young people. Come on, young people. Come on. Make me a house. Come on. What kind of house am I going to be in? I want to please you, God. I want to please you. Come on, somebody. Come on, there's a lot of things pulling from my time, pulling from my mind. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place right now. Come on, he loves us. He loves his people. He's chosen you. He's called you. He's strengthening you. Go ahead and lift up your hands and say, God, I surrender. Come on, tonight I'm going to become a house. Come on, Holy Ghost, come on down. Lord, wash me, change me. Come on, I'm at the feet of Jesus tonight. I'm choosing that good part. I'm choosing that good portion. Come on, he's giving you an extra key right now. He's giving you an extra key right now. Come on, he's giving you an extra way, an extra blessing. Hallelujah! Come on, I'm not going to be controlled by this world. I'm not going to be dominated by this world. Amen. I'm going to learn to fall down at the feet of Jesus and learn of his ways and get understanding. Come on, I feel his love in this place. Come on, every day, every night, I'm going to call on the name of Jesus. Come on, pray till you get a breakthrough. Come on, young children. Come on, men and women. Come on, the Holy Ghost is here. 
Bless your people. Bless your people. Bless your children, oh God. Give them a revelation and an understanding. Bless your people, oh Lord. Oh, bless my sister, God. Give her the desires of her heart, Lord, in you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Bless him, Lord. Use him, Lord. Bless him, Lord. In the name of Jesus, lift up your hands. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
hallelujah, hallelujah. Will you lift up your hands right now as the Holy Ghost is moving in this atmosphere? That's it. Come on, Colomo Yete Yada Barrando da 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 Bosata da 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 Clap your hands unto the Lord. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Hallelujah. I feel a, I just feel a small mist of anointing oil on me right now. And I feel like God in the last day, God is going. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 6, says, Thou when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut the door. Pray unto the Father which is in secret. And the Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. And I have an inkling that in the last day, God is going to pour out special rewards on people that learn how to shut the door on everything else in this world. And say, God, I'm going to spend time with you in secret, in the secret place. For David said it, amen, that in the covert of his wings. Amen. I'm going to abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He that dwelleth in the secret place shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Amen. If you feel like God has met with us tonight, will you clap your hands unto the Lord? Hallelujah. 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 I'm going to tell you something. Apostolics are the last of a breed. We are, we are really one of the only groups left that actually have prayer meetings. People have put it on their doors, but, but I'm talking about a true old-fashioned prayer meeting and prayer time. We are, we are really one of the only, only denominations, if you want to call it that, that actually take a day out and have all church prayer. Amen. And I want it to be like that when Jesus comes back. Amen. Hallelujah. Anybody love him in this house? 